this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. I'm Huey, the Comic Half Squatch, and High Commander of the Blaster Stash of Comic Book Review Show on YouTube. And I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon. You can too by going to patreon.com slash Gen X Grown Up. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown up? Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listener to episode 88 of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. I'm John. Joining me as always is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And Mo's here with us. Hey, everybody. In this episode, we'll take a trip to the other side in Pixar's latest animated adventure, take multitasking to the next level with some new gear from Logitech, and play a game where you're a paranormal investigator unraveling the creepy secrets of a 70s mining village. Before we get into all of that, though, and this, by the way, our final show of 2020, the year oh that God, we shall, almost over. shall not be mentioned ever again. No. <laughs> Would have ended on a high note, though, with some fourth listener email. And we have an email from longtime listener Rick. Oh, hey, Rick. The subject line, Toy Stores, referencing our mm. backtrack from just a few weeks back. And Rick says, all right, I'll admit this is sappy, but thanks for the memories <laughs> of Toys R Us. <laughs> That's not sappy at all. Sappy is what we do, man. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Rick says, I'm about 10 years older than you guys, so mine are a little different. I enjoyed the store as a kid, of course, but my kids were prime age in the 90s, so I got to enjoy it again through their eyes. So it's a double dip memory trip. <laughs> well, good. That was a happy side effect. We didn't know you'd get yeah. to double dip on that. But it sounded like he was trying to write the new Toys R Us commercial right there. <laughs> That's a pretty good jingle. It's double dip memory trip at Toys R Us. I don't know. That, that could go wrong in so many ways, though. But OK. Rick wraps up his email by saying, thanks, original fourth listener, Rick. <laughs> and he's not wrong, man. Rick has been following us for it. Maybe since we launched the show, he's a really, yeah, really common. So. Yeah. yeah, he comments on Facebook all the time. Thanks for writing in again, Rick. Rick. It's always good to hear from you. And we love it every time the fourth listener writes in. If you would like your email featured on the show, it's really easy. Just hit us up, podcast at genxgrownup.com. And then in the new year, when this year is over and we're done with it, we'll feature you on one of the upcoming <laughs> episodes. All right, guys, with that, it's time to jump into the meat of the show right after this break. It's circus fun right in your bowl, and you're going to want to come flying. For horses and hoops, balls and bears, elephants and lions. For me? Horses, hoops, balls, bears, elephants and lions. New Circus Fun cereal. Crunchy red hoops, speckled balls, and many marshmallow animals. Circus Fun, a spectacular part of this complete breakfast. Jim, you fixed your own breakfast. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Let's kick it off here at the top. We're talking about media that we have been checking out here over the holidays. So we have we all had some nice breaks. We've, a lot of had some time yeah. off some uh, from the holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas time to here at the end of the year. And a lot of stuff has been coming out, whether that's uh, yeah. or it's music or movies or TV or whatever. And so I want to get started with you, Mo. Okay. You're checking out something brand new that dropped just the other day. Yeah, I guess one of the little side effects that you mentioned before about this whole pandemic thing is that things are going to streaming right away instead of hitting mm -hmm. theaters. So I got to catch the new 
Pixar movie Soul on Disney Plus. You know, I'm really looking forward to that. It's it seems that it used to be that Pixar movies you hear about and they don't come out for years and years and years. And this one yeah. just snuck up on me, but it looked really interesting. Yeah, it was supposed to come out during the summer, I believe, originally. That was the plan, mm. but then you know, 2020 happened. And then <laughs> right. and so um they pushed it back, pushed it back, and then Disney finally decided, you know what, we're just gonna put it on the streaming and not worry about theater release. So let me tell you, I watched it uh, Christmas Day when it released, and it was really good. I really enjoyed it. It was a lot better than Onward, which I didn't like at all. Did you guys watch that one? Yeah, I enjoyed Onward. So there really? we go. We got a new debate to start. <laughs> it, it, you know, it, it looked good, and for it looked like it should be right for me, kind of that Dungeons and Dragonsy thing. And I never yeah. finished it, and it, that's why I was worried about how Soul was going to go. And I mean, of course, like all these movies, they have like amazing voice talent. I mean, they got Jamie Fox, Tina Fey, mm. uh, the what's the guy's name from the IT crowd um, with the hair. <laughs> Richard and I can't pronounce uh, uh, his yeah, last yeah, name. Yeah, or something. But he's one of the Yodale. Yeah, but he's right. one of the voices in it. <laughs> it was like a good Pixar movie. Like like the, you forget almost that like it's animated sometimes, you know, like when mm-hmm. they're really good because you kind of start identifying with the people and the characters, even though they're weird looking or they don't look human sometimes. It was funny. It was, to me, it was, it was one of the better Pixar movies I've seen in a while. If you're selling this to someone who knows nothing about it, what's the basic premise of Soul? A frustrated musician who's teaching middle school band. And okay. He gets an opportunity for his big gig of his big break, essentially. Right. And he dies before he can do it. So he's struggling to get back so he actually can fill his life stream. And most of the story happens, it looks like, in the afterlife. Like, is, yeah, what's exactly. going on? Oh, him yeah, interesting. Dealing with the afterlife, which they, is which was really funny the way they did that. And that's where they got all the great voices. I mean, Angela Bassett. I mean, all the, I mean, just phenomenal voice talent here. Oh, man. And yeah. The story itself, I mean, was one that I think a lot of people can relate to, which is unfulfilled dreams and all that. Usually, you know, you know, Pixar does a good job of picking some pretty basic core things and just sort of yeah, they, they know how to mine like the human experience and, and right. find that and uh, core it was story yeah and so and this one had it for sure and how would you rate soul having just seen it fresh off the heels of uh fresh off the heel? let's see uh probably three and a half okay i thought the way you're talking i thought you'd go higher but three and a half so it's solid no, three and a half. i mean it was good it was really good but you know it sounds low for a pixar movie though almost you know <laughs> yeah i mean like for the, all the other pixar movies story. i mean you right. know there's some that are just like five i mean this is out there so just trying to keep it in relative scale there okay a definite watch though i'm definitely gonna yeah. see it yeah it oh yeah, absolutely fun. so i know hey george you watched something man made it too didn't you i did absolutely so i am going down my list of unwatched movies in <laughs> oh, my that's Plex right. server. that's, that's right. right i forgot about that <laughs> i finally i got out of the numbers which are at the top of the list and i'm into the letters finally so uh i ended up watching abominable abominable easy for you to say yeah this is a movie that came out in 2019 it's an animated film basically it is a yeti out of water instead of a fish out of water sort of story (laughs) just the worst thing ever (laughs) yeah so there's this little yeti and he has been captured by this evil corporation who plans to exploit him for whatever reason and uh, he gets away from them he ends up on the rooftop of this young chinese girl named yi and she ends up helping him to get back home. That's the basic premise of the story, along okay. with some of okay. her building dwelling compatriots, you know, who she's grown up with. And she, of course, has her own hard times. Her father has recently died, so it's upset the family dynamic between her mother and her awesome grandmother, who is like a Chinese version of Edna from The Incredibles. Nice. Right, Edna Mode, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she always wants her to eat those pork buns for whatever reason. She just keeps making pork buns, pork buns. Because they're awesome. They are awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a good little film. This is from DreamWorks, not Pixar. Oddly mm-hmm. enough, so it's in that uh, vein, but not by that company. I really enjoyed it. I watched it last night, and after I got done watching it, of course, I had the requisite tear moment, you know, where I'm crying a little bit because mm-hmm. all those movies, they have that moment in them, which I love. After I got done watching it, I went to my wife and I said, you know what? This was such a good movie. I want to rewatch it again with you because I watched it by myself. So now I want to go watch it mm. with my family because it was really fun. It's not long in story. It's not deep as far as the character mm. development or anything, but it's a okay. good, fun 90 minutes to forget about the shitty year that was 2020. Right. And to remember some that there are good stories out there, good people out there. Right. And it just had a lot of fun, a lot of magic in it as well. So so I enjoyed it quite a yeah, bit. Nothing wrong with you know, fun. When I saw this on the list, I said, well, I, I wanted to see that a long time ago. And then the, as you started describing it, I'm like, oh, my God, I did see this. That tells you it's the kind of oh, movie. Really? It's like a, it's like candy. Right. It's like it's delicious. It's great. It didn't stick with me for some reason. Like, I didn't think of going back and watching it again.
again, but I remember really having a good time with it. The characterizations, it was a cute little show, wasn't it? It was. It was a fun little, I mean, there's stuff in there that's completely unbelievable, but it's a damn cartoon. Yeah. It doesn't exactly. have to be based oh, on yeah. facts, right? And I, I love when people sit there and go, well, that wouldn't really happen. It's a cartoon. Somebody okay, drew it's it. It's about a Yeti. <laughs> right, exactly. That's right. We're upset. Well, that's not how Yetis walk. Shut up. It's a Yeti. Yeah. They walk it off. I don't care that they're that they're surfing over flowers to get to the next part of the film. Just shut up yeah. and leave it alone. Have a good time. I mean, yeah, yeah. I thought it was well drawn. I thought the art was beautiful. I really enjoyed the magical element of the character, the main Yeti character and the girl. I thought it went well together. And I know that sometimes these movies can get a little over sappy and they can definitely be short on depth, but I still enjoyed it. It was fun. It's better than going to watch something depressing sometimes. Sometimes I want to watch depressing, but sometimes you need a break from that as well. <laughs> Good call. So having watched this one now in that past, do you have a rating you'd put on it? Like somebody was thinking about it? Of animated films like Mo, I'd try to keep this in perspective. I'd probably go three and a quarter tokens. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, solid I, I would film, agree. solid offering, yeah. but not top of the heap, not a Toy Story one or anything right. like that, but, but a yeah. solid film. Definitely. I think it's really telling minutes. that I forgot I watched it even though i enjoyed it You're right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of stuff that you've forgotten to watch did you actually watch anything this week or is it just me you and know, mo in this segment no i well i also had some time off and it's really funny this is completely uncoordinated but i also watched a film that had to do with a bigfoot wow harry and Anderson, do you rewatch that <laughs> so i i found this documentary i love documentaries in general and this was a double whammy it was a documentary about bigfoot? but it was about a bigfoot somehow I'm like well, well how's it a documentary Documentary. Yeah. It's about a Bigfoot. So I found this film came out also last year in 2019 called Big Fur. And uh -huh. it's about a taxidermist named Ken Walker. And he's a really eccentric little guy. So okay. he's captivating already. He's an interesting character. And by the way, he's like a world champion taxidermist. Like he is one best in world. Holy cow. At the you know international thing. They have international championships I, for that? I was about to ask that same question. <laughs> I didn't know that either until I saw yeah. this. Holy cow. Yeah. Okay. And he's, well, he's world renowned for being able to they talk about how taxidermy is like sometimes they look like stuffed animals right sometimes they look like living animals that have been stuffed there could be a competition that only has one participant and now he's the world champion we don't know if there were <laughs> yeah. thousands of competitors around the world or if it was just him on a trip showing his stuff off and saying i'm the champion no it's it's a big deal okay. there, there's like world <laughs> championships that exist they really do so so at its at its heart you get three stories out of this movie so first of all, it's about this interesting guy and you get to learn about taxidermy and his process. And I never knew much about it. So that was interesting. And then, however, he is also a cryptozoology fan. Oh, so geez. he's convinced <laughs> that Sasquatch exists. And he tells his story about how he used to not be a believer and what happened to make him a believer. And so this year for world championships, he's decided he's going to construct a Sasquatch. Oh, my God. So we have to build it backwards, right? There's not a skin to start with. He goes from pictures and like that famous film of him, you know, yeah. running away. Actually, it was a female Yeti. I had no idea. Anyways, <laughs> running. And so, but and he's going to, he makes the mold and he decides what kind of fur to use and what size eyes to use and proportions and everything. It's pretty amazing. And all of that happens on top of it. There's also this love story because he's married with a <laughs> okay, wife. Now and it just kids. turned a right turn. I'm not sure I want to hear. I know. I know. I'm like, Where is I this know. going? <laughs> there's so much happening. And so there's this relationship story where his wife and kids, they, they understand what he does, but he it, they almost live separate lives. Like he lives in his little workshop most of the time and they never see him. And now his wife is telling this story in a documentary. And so you know where this is going. He's telling the story about this young girl, Amy, who we met at 14, was part of the family. He took her under his his wing. Well, uh -oh. the two of them fall for each other. His marriage crumbles and this all happens at the same time. Wait, wait. He falls. The the creepy guy who's building the Bigfoot from scratch falls for a 14 year old girl that he meets and takes under his wing. Is that what I heard? Uh, they, they met when they were 14. They're all a bit older, but she's much younger than him, to be certain. Right. Okay. Now she's of legal age. Yeah, right. She's uh, also geez. become a taxidermist. The, 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 oh, some of the. God. Yeah, I'm 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 done. OK, this is, <laughs> this is layered, right? <laughs> anyway, as a documentary, 
I, I really enjoyed it all. It, the problem is it all happened at the same time for this guy. He's a struggling taxidermist. He's trying to build this Sasquatch and his marriage is crumbling apart. And he's trying to develop a relationship with this other woman. And hell? it's all going horribly awry. So for those reasons, I, I watched this movie twice because wow. I'm like, that, it was a train wreck. You can't look away. It's a great movie. George, I know you said you're done with it, but I'm you shouldn't done. be. This I, is the kind of thing that you would love. It's like you feel better about yourself. It's like, well, my life's not that much of a shambles. <laughs> wow. Wow. I don't know that that's an endorsement to watch a film. I'm, I'm, uh, huh. <laughs> Most torn. He's not sure. <laughs> I, I, I am. I, I don't know where to. Yeah. I mean, mm. I probably will watch it. It's like, a different kind of okay film. I okay with the weird guy building the Sasquatch model <laughs> and going to the world championships. I was like, okay, that sounds yeah. like uh, something I might spend 20 minutes figuring out if I like it or not. But then there's the whole, I met this girl at 14 or something, and now it's breaking up my marriage. And does mm-hmm. he even end up with a girl? It sounds like maybe he doesn't because she realizes he's creepy as fuck. I don't know. But <laughs> God damn. That, that's what you'll have to watch to find out for yourself. I don't, I don't want to spoil that it for I can. you. I'm, maybe I'll read the book. Is there a book that I can read on this? No, I don't think so. <laughs> and Big Fur just has all kinds of new meanings now. It does. Like, ugh, it's just creepy. But it's on Amazon Prime. It's came out in 2019 called Big Fur. And if you can get over the creepy factor, oh, wait it's really entertaining. There's one more fact, though, George. I was just kind of, I, I just had to hit the link to see what this is about. Uh-oh. Yeah. Apparently, he's also a Roy Orbison impersonator. Oh, fuck off. No, <laughs> really? You, you neglected to mention that fact. <laughs> well, I don't want to overwhelm you like, with all these details. Because... Like, this guy is not in the mainstream of Elvis impersonation. No, no, no. He's a Roy Orbison impersonator. What the yeah, He's hell? really good, too. There's like he's two really of good. those guys in the whole world, and one of them's Roy Orbison who's fucking dead. <laughs> It's happening all around the house, right about now. I'd like a Trisket. I'd like a Trisket. I'd like a Trisket. I know my family, and when they'd like a snack, they'd like a Trisket wafer. Great with cheese. Or with a dip. Neat with jam. Or just by themselves. They really are good. Trisket wafers, they're made from 100% natural whole wheat. And that's good, too. A Trisket, a Trisket, baked only by Nabisco. I'm Allison Holland, host of the Kennedy Dynasty podcast. Equipped with a microphone and a long-term fascination of the Kennedy family, I am joined by an incredible cast of experts, friends, and guests to take you on a fun, relaxed, yet informative journey through history and pop culture. From book references to fashion to philanthropy to our modern expectations of the presidency itself, you'll see that there is so much more to Kennedy than just JFK or conspiracy theories. Join me for the Kennedy Dynasty podcast. Now that we're past Big Fur, let's move on to some really fun things. <laughs> I'm still not past I, I, it. I know. I'm like, oh my god, I, this I can't get that out of my head now. I feel right. like John has traumatized me already. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, it's, it's like a song stuck in your head. It just drives you crazy. Oh, so, all right, no. I'm gonna have to watch it just to do that. So, anyway, so talking about tech and toys. So, I actually have a pretty big tech today. Wow, lay it on us. Oh, yeah. of course, it's after Christmas. So somebody gave right you now, something. Right? No, yep. no, no. Actually, this is this was my Ooh. Christmas present to myself. Oh. I said, you know what? It's a crappy year. I'm going to treat myself to something this year. I like it. And of course, I'm always like three steps behind John. So <laughs> I had to get myself a new computer, a new gaming All right. computer. All right. So where'd you go? What'd you do? So I looked at the one John got. I said, no fucking way. I was like, <laughs> I have a mortgage to pay. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, it's that bad. I know. I know. I went with the same company though. You want Skytech was yours, right, John? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I back. looked on Amazon where where you got yours from and I didn't find anything on Amazon that I liked because a lot more sold out because I guess near Christmas people buying a lot of these computers yeah it makes sense so I went to the Skytech site and I found a pre-built there that I really like I would say it's about it's probably a step down to what you got John which is fine for me oh yeah but it's still like five steps up from what I had oh admittedly mine was overkill no I I get (laughs) you fairly reasonably priced but it has like great video card let me tell you, computers these days, I mean, I still, I mean, I don't know if you guys do this, but you, I mean, George, I'm sure you work with computers all the time that, you know, I look at 
what I just bought, and I keep thinking back to that original computer I had, which is like the little Vic Twenty, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I'm looking at this one, and it's like eight cores, you know, <laughs> ridiculous megahertz, and hell, the video card has more memory than my first computer had. I mean, it's oh, just yeah. crazy. Yeah. But it's cool. I really like it. You know, I never realized how bad my old one was, so I got this one going. So I have a couple of questions for you. Since yeah. you bought from the same company I did, mm-hmm. did you have the same like high quality? opening the box experience. Actually, I was, yeah, I was about to mention that. It, okay, I want to hear about it because it was neat. Yeah, because when you open this thing, first off, you could see that they, as a company, they care about quality, mm-hmm. which I know because, John, you talked about that a lot when you talked about your new computer, so which is why I went with right. this company. And I look at things like when they sent it to me, they didn't send the computer. They sent the computer and the, everything inside was like had packing foam, so nothing was shift. Yep. It came in a bag, which I thought was weird. <laughs> that mm-hmm. had to take off, but it had like a nice folder with instructions and links to everything and you know you plugged it in turned it on all these crazy lights start coming on inside this computer now for some reason (laughs) (laughs) which i admittedly spent a lot long time like playing with (laughs) you have to Um, yeah and it worked right off the bat too which i was really happy with it just feels like it's a solid case a solid computer and when you open it though it's like it just seemed like everything they did you could tell that they care about what they're sending you i had a checklist and who's the qc you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like it doesn't feel like that polished apple experience it feels more like like, oh, some people that really, like a friend built this. They want to make sure yeah, I had a good experience. Exactly. Here's a folder. I put a post-it note on this for you, that kind of thing. Like you feel like someone I got a did question it. then because yeah. when John, when you first bought your computer, there was mm. something that you said in that that made me think one way about the company. And now, Mo, you're talking about how John bought his computer and then you bought yours. And so I'm getting a different impression. John, when you first bought your computer, I got the impression that you could go to the SkyTech company's website, pick out all the parts that you wanted, oh, and they would build it. But you're talking about that John bought it on Amazon. So, you did, John, did you not choose your parts? You just picked a pre-built thing, and that's what Mo did as well? I understand what you understood me to say. And so what I meant to say was it wasn't so much that I picked each part and constructed a custom box. What it was that you know exactly what parts are in it. It's not like it comes with a video card. It comes with you, yeah. the NVIDIA GTX 980. So all the parts aren't anonymous, you know, non-brand. All the pieces inside are name brand stuff. So you can look at it and try to build it yourself. So it's not generic pieces, but you can customize it. Absolutely. Yeah, I see where you're going with that. It's like, I see why George is confused, though. They basically had a pre-built that matched your specs and you couldn't find mm-hmm. a better price right, and built yourself. Right. Yeah. Okay. Of the three of us, I am also in the space for a new computer. I've had my Ooh. Alienware laptop for about eight, nine years now. Oh, geez. Wow, that's a good life. Yeah, on it's it. getting Holy a little. It, well, it's Alienware. You know, they build. They that's used true. to build those very solidly. Now, who knows? But yeah. once Dell bought them, oh, but it was top tier when you bought it. So that's it why was. it lasted so long. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I don't want a laptop this time. I want to go back to a desktop because I realized that even though they labeled this as a laptop, it's seven thousand pounds. There's no way I'm carrying <laughs> this in my back anymore. You're not but carrying it anywhere. When my son graduates from high school, we'll have some income that we can take back that we used to have going out. Mm-hmm. So I'll be able mm-hmm. to get a new computer relatively mm-hmm. quickly, sometime around June or July, probably. But okay. I was anticipating going to this company's website and picking out all the parts in which you can do because I want I have specific things. I'm just nervous now that if I do that, will I have to pay a premium for being able to do that? Or is it better to buy their pre-builts that are on other sites that may be cheaper that way? Because Amazon surely gets a deeper discount than I can. But Hmm. See, I actually bought mine on their site. I didn't buy it through Amazon. Amazon didn't have any of their pre-builts that matched what I wanted. Um, So I went to their site and actually I went through the, I started the exercise of building mine from scratch. And essentially I think the price difference between this one that they already had and the built from scratch, I think it was like pennies. Like, I don't hmm. think they charge you any more. Basically, it's like, here's a system that we've already configured mm-hmm. for you. And I think I even go in there and I can even change out parts if I really wanted to. Like, start okay. with that yeah. and then add something. Right. Now, I couldn't do that on Amazon, but you could on their site. That's cool. Right. And they, okay. But you can go from ground up, like from the case to board, a CPU, and the, you know you could build it piece by piece if you want to on their site. Well, and I know I'm spending a lot do. of time asking questions, but that's what this podcast is for, is to answer That's okay, yeah. 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 No, that's fine. Because I have some specific <laughs> requirements for my next mm-hmm. PC. Like, I need it to have three HDMI outs, and I want them to all be quality video cards, or maybe one video card with three outputs. Something that I can mm-hmm. connect to my big screen TV in my office so that I can watch my movies without any issue, or also 
connect to my dual monitor setup so that I can play video sure. games that are of the highest quality at the time that I buy the PC. So mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I get things like that in this computer. And this you can. company originally felt like it was kind of a nice in-between of a pre-built computer and building it myself. You know, it was picking out all the parts and letting somebody else do the work and sending it to me. That's the impression I got originally. And, and they have that, but they basically have two paths. You either take one of their pre-built or you could start mm-hmm. from scratch and build it from ground up. Okay. Right? So I took the former option, which I took one of theirs was fine for me. Yeah. And Mo had different things that didn't match. So he was able to build from scratch. I didn't know about the ability to do that. That's even cooler. And neither of us have any vested interest in this company, but we both had good experiences. So I think it's a place you should start for sure, at least to see if they meet you, because they certainly have a good customer experience from the open box and everything working. Uh, I think you should start there, but don't take that as a given. Well, we'll find out this coming summer. Which way I go, I suppose. So. Yeah, right. But I can tell you, we'll price-wise, they're right in line with everybody else. I, I doubt you'll be able to find a better price. Maybe find like a close, but I, I did a little shopping around. And you don't have to build it. They build it for you. With, for, yeah. That, yeah. W- that was the big draw for me, not having to build it myself, but being able right. to pick the components. Mm-hmm. That was yep. the big draw for me. And they test it too. Like they thoroughly test it from, you know, they had a little checklist they send you with you. Like here's, you know, they chose all the things you check to make sure that this thing works, you know, oh, before we good. sent it to you. Ultimately, they're doing a better job than I would do for less money that would have cost me to do it myself, which is ridiculous. Right. Yeah. And also, I have a fear of like buying components that don't match or, oh, I got yeah, the wrong memory. The or, I got this. Yeah. I got that. You know, I always have that fear. So they can't So you're happy with this new box? How long have you had it up and running? And uh, you, I've migrated had it for two over? Days. Two days. Oh, two days. <laughs> you still don't have your stuff installed. Uh, actually, I got a lot. Of, well, it's, it's actually the cool thing, too, is also like I'm just reinstalling stuff. I'm not transferring mm-hmm. crap I don't need. Right. And I realized I have a lot of just crap on my old computer that I yeah. just don't need anymore. Well, imagine George, nine-year-old computer, the junk he's got installed mm. he doesn't need anymore. <laughs> you know, I'm yep. like, wow, I have all this space on here. And plus, it's just I went to like for the external like RAID drives and stuff on my old computer. Oh, yeah. Moving those over, I just you know, moved the There's USB no over and I'm done. <laughs> so, cool. yeah. So I'm very happy with it. I know, John, so I know you got some new tech that's like a, like an offshoot or something you talked about before? Yeah, kind of an evolution of something. So we talked a few weeks ago that I had first discovered that unifying technology that Logitech has yeah, where you yeah. can get devices and connect them. Well, at the time I discovered that because I had I was looking for a new uh, wireless mouse. And it sounds like a boring thing to look for, but it's the part that you touch constantly all day long. And if it's irritating or the wheel isn't right or whatever... And so I kept, I bought a couple of Logitech mice and I took them back. I didn't care for them. And I finally picked up one that I had no idea this kind of cool stuff was happening. And if you're a multitasking nerd, like a lot of us are, like a lot of our listeners are, it's worth mentioning. So I finally ended up settling on a mouse that Logitech makes called the M720. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those that's kind of oddly shaped, like it has a groove for your thumb a little bit, like it's really an ergonomic mouse. And it's got all the standard stuff. So yeah, it has a left click and a right click. And yeah, it has a mouse wheel and you can lean the wheel left left and right to kind of scroll left and right, which is kind of a, a, a tear up that not all mice have. And then it has on your thumb, it's got the forward and back buttons. That kind of stuff is really there. And that's all kind of normal. And that's what I expected when I got the mouse. In fact, when I saw it, I went into Best Buy and physically touched the mouse because I was looking for one. But when I got it home, I said, there's more buttons on it. We'll figure those out later. (laughs) So first, there's a button behind the mouse wheel that I didn't know what it was for. And it's actually a friction button. Mm -hmm. If you turn this button, if if it's enabled, the mouse has that clicky feel. Like when you roll the mouse, it's kind of rolling and you feel it clicking into place. Yep. If you turn the button off, the wheel becomes perfectly smooth, like a Tempest spinner on a great old arcade machine. That thing just scrolls buttery smooth. There's no clicks in it. And you can smooth images and web pages, that kind of smoothness. If you if you throw it fast, it whips to the bottom of a screen or you find adjustment so you can change how the mouse wheel works. So that was an, an extra ad that I'm actually using a lot now that was cool. And I still haven't gotten to the coolest part. There's another hidden <laughs> button I didn't know about. So on the side of the mouse, if you squeeze the mouse, there's a hidden button inside of the housing and it's yeah. mapped to the Windows tab, like basically task switching. So there's you just squeeze the mouse a little bit and it opens up like it takes all of your open applications and puts them in a grid so you can pick what application you want to go to. Like alt tab? Uh, Windows tab, slightly different version of it. Windows tab, okay. And finally, there's a, another I don't know, 17th button back here on it <laughs> that has a little one, two, three number on it. I'm like, that's interesting. What's that for? And I click it and it goes to two and flashes and nothing works and go to three, nothing works and back to one. I'm like, well, that's boring. And I went to look 
look it up. This takes advantage of the unifying technology. This mouse can be synced to up to three different computers simultaneously. Oh, nice. And this toggle button, you click to two, I'm running the computer over there. All it has to have is just the dongle, right? The receiver. You click to three, you're running a third computer. So it can jump from computer to computer to computer. They even have a matching keyboard that has a little one, two, three button on it. They synchronize up. And we were, we've been talking before about, you know, multiple mm-hmm. screens. You were just saying, George, how you mm-hmm. want, you know, game over here and game over there. That's all one computer. But invariably, I have my laptop also, or I have some work computer. <laughs> Mo, you're in the middle of migrating from one computer to the other. Yeah. So the convenience of that. That would be cool. So I didn't have any idea they had mice that did this. It's essentially three mice in one, three IDs together. And it seems like a little thing, but it really bowled me over. And I've kept this mice. I sent three back before I found this one. <laughs> wow. And I'll give you a link, Mo, to throw down in the link below. Okay. If somebody is looking in the show notes to, to for something like this, everybody has a mouse already. It's odd that it's such a big market, but they're making advances in it. I didn't know we're there. So first they unifying tech, and now they're taking advantage of that unifying tech by having one item that jumps from box to box to box. I thought it was pretty damn cool. Can you actually buy just the dongles in? Oh, yeah. You can buy just unifying receivers. Uh, I think, George, you talked about it when we talked about the unifying tech. They're like five or mm-hmm. ten bucks for a receiver, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Wow. Yeah, you can buy the yeah. receivers and then connect any of their devices that use that same mm-hmm. uh, communications technology. You can connect any devices to that one. I, I think like up to... I don't know, seven or eight different devices connected yeah, to it. Yeah, it's, it's more than you need for sure, right? <laughs> <laughs> because Normal they have person. other things. They have even the headsets and microphones they have built in this communication. That unifying model. tech. They sure do. Yep. Oh, that sounds pretty convenient. I have to look into yeah, that. It, well, it's yeah, it's, it's basically just, hey, let's put a layer of additional convenience on top of an established tech that already works to make your life a little easier. So... I've already synced it up to a second device and it works like a charm. Click, you're driving the other one. So very cool. George, how about you? You had something on our list of tech and toys here coming off the Christmas season. What did you want to talk about? Well, so what I'd like to talk about a little bit today is neither a tech nor a toy, but it kind of makes me feel about toys a little bit. I don't really know how to describe Mm -hmm. it. It's a damn t-shirt. And (laughs) (laughs) the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because it is absolutely my favorite Christmas gift this year. It was given to me by my wife. And it just goes to show you that you can have your Amazon list like I did. And I got a lot of tech out of my Amazon list that my family bought for me this year. And I'll be bringing Mm -hmm. those up in future episodes. But it's when somebody buys something for you that is completely unexpected and yet is Mm -hmm. perfect for you, that it just gives you a completely different feeling. And that's what this t-shirt does. I'll just give you a brief description of it. It's gray t-shirt and it's got Garfield on the front of it. And (laughs) right below Garfield is a little caption bubble where he's just going, meh. And I'm like, holy (laughs) hell, my wife knows me too damn good. (laughs) That encapsulates you. Yes. Yes. You're a huge Garfield fan. We've touched on that. We talked about the collectible glasses. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I I opened up my boxes and I was getting, and I was like, oh, this is obviously going to be some clothing of some kind. And I opened it up and the first one in there was a Superman t-shirt. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. You know, I'm not a huge Superman fan, but she knows I like comic books. That's awesome. And then right below it was this Garfield shirt. I opened up. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I put it on immediately. I've been wearing it since Christmas, and I'm probably <laughs> never going to take it off. It's just awesome. I I was so happy. She did something similar to this feeling like, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago. She bought me a video card to go in a PC at the time, and it was the exact video card that I had mentioned like, I don't know, six months before that, just offhanded remark. Mm-hmm. And the fact wow. that she remembered something that has you know a bunch of technology gibberish in the name and all and she got it for me for christmas the exact one i wanted that's how this felt and i was like oh that's so nice it was the cheapest gift of any of the ones i got but it's the one that so far has meant the most to me this christmas season and i just wanted to bring it up because i hope everybody had somebody in their lives to give them something like that that gave them that feeling this christmas season because we all certainly needed it after this shitty ass year boy didn't we yeah 
That's that's awesome. It, 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 you remind me a little bit of remember last uh, I think last week or two we spoke. We had fourth listener Tom wrote in and he talked about how finding the right gift for someone is sometimes as mm-hmm. rewarding or more mm-hmm. than actually getting a great gift. And uh, I'm sure your wife feels awesome to know that she yeah. got you something <laughs> that that just really struck a chord. It was both an attitude and interest and that kind of thing. And the fact that you're wearing it, that's really cool. I'm happy. Yeah, that's I very mean, cool. You know, we just walk into a room right now and she just looks at me and I just go, meh. And <laughs> she starts laughing. <laughs> it's so much fun. I love this shirt. Why are women so happy about new Tickle antiperspirant? Is it because Tickle is the first roll-on with a big, wide ball? (laughs) Is it because Tickle comes in four fresh fragrances? (laughs) Or is it because Tickle helps keep you dry all day? (laughs) Make yourself happy. Staying drier is nicer with a little Tickle. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On PressBox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on PressBox Access. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for the Generation X game segment. All right, the post-Christmas game segment. The post-Christmas game segment, so I'm assuming we all have something fun to play. Mo, did you buy something new, or was this something you already had? This is something I got for Christmas. Ah, perfect. Oh, all right, okay. Yeah. Lay it on us. My daughter got me a board game. All of us are kind of big board game people, and Mm -hmm. you know, I -hmm. play a lot with my kids and stuff, so the game is called Shadows in the Forest, which I never heard of. Mm, Uh -uh. Okay. The cool thing about this game is that the game board we kind of mentioned before like quality stuff like when you open the box the box just feels like solid not like that cheap cardboard okay yeah kind of thing so that's what that also like that right away makes you think okay this is gonna be cool the basic game is that you're these little creatures i can't even describe what they are but the little adorable little creatures and the board is set up with all these like three-dimensional standing up trees you know and they're just like the two pieces of cardboard you kind of slot together to make like the 3d trees kind of thing Mm -hmm. it's you versus one person so if you're playing like four people it's three people versus one person. Mm. And one person controls a light and it actually comes with a little LED light because you have to play this game in the dark. You turn off all the lights in the room? Yeah. Are you sure this is not related to, totally to not. John's? Totally like, not. Because, you know, I'm just worried about <laughs> creepy guys coming to taxidermy me and a young girl. Trust me. Trust me. Just yeah, trust me on this. Because um, okay. basically you have a little lantern that's a little light and the safe spots on the board are in the shadows of the trees. Hmm. Okay. That sounds neat. So the person who's controlling the light, they roll and they're able to move the light around. And meanwhile, the rest of you are trying to move your pieces and you're basically trying to gather all of your people to one spot, but you have to move in the shadows. So he's trying to expose you. If you get shot by the light, then basically your character can't move. Meanwhile, the uh, the rest of you are trying to basically just scurry through the shadows and actually you know make it to a home base sort of. And one thing is like each of the little six little characters you play, each one is individual. Like each one looks different. The light, like I said, is this cute little LED lantern and it shines like a really bright, and the room doesn't have to be hundred percent dark. This has to be dark enough. Just to be able to see the shadow and the light. Right. To be able to shadows. Yeah. But the way they do it, the trees are kind of set up somewhat in a random fashion. To me, it was just like just a cool, neat little game. And we did like a just quick run through and it's just a blast. We're going to definitely going to play the full game. It was like Christmas Day. So we were busy with a thousand other things. And the dice that you roll is a glow in the dark die. <laughs> so you can see it. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. The game like gives you like an atmosphere and you're trying to hide and you're hiding in shadows and you're like, and the person moving the light. It was just a lot of fun. It's an interesting mechanic. Like it sounds like something that would you would only normally do in a video game because you have to deal with the changing where the light and the dark is, but they have found a method of doing it with just the physical trees. That sounds neat. Yeah. I want to try it. And again, it's one of those things that you look at the game itself and it's not like one of these cheap things. Like the board, is like the artwork on it is really nice and it's really sturdy. Mm-hmm. Everything has a little spot. So John, this will appeal to you. You know, when you put the game away, everything has a right, place to right. go. <laughs> everything in its place. Everything neat and clean. Yes. Everything in its place. So my daughter did, a, a again, like you kind of mentioned before, George, you know, I didn't plan on this. She's something she just thought I would like, and I was like, this awesome. Wow. Nailed it. Cool. Yeah. What do you got going on, John? I picked up a video game that I was... <sighs> I was looking forward to it way back Uh-oh. earlier in the year. In fact, I was preparing for our looking back and looking forward, which is coming next week. And I saw this game on my list and it reminded me, oh yeah, I never played that game. <laughs> well, 
coincidentally, at the same time, Steam is running their winter sale. Oh, Christmas sale. I know. And the one thing that kept me from buying this back then was the cost of 30 bucks. It was marked a half price. So I picked up Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which is a sequel to the Blind Forest game. George knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do, because you were in Discord one night, one of those nights when you're going to do a live gaming stream with some of our other people in Discord. And before anybody else joined, you were playing that game. And I was like, holy shit, that's beautiful. So, of course, after we talked about it for 20 minutes, I went out and bought both the original and (laughs) the sequel. So So Ori and the Will of the Wisps, as I mentioned, is a sequel. George just said he bought both of them now because I bullied him into it because it was so pretty. Yeah. It's basically a Metroidvania. It's a gorgeous Metroidvania. Uh, We've talked about it on the show before. Very quickly, what that means, if you're listening and don't know, is it means it's it's a big environment with a big map that you can explore as you gain abilities, you open up other parts of the map and you mm-hmm. can find, you know, new powers and new strengths. I can double jump that I couldn't use to so I can get higher areas or I have the ability to break through a certain barrier that I used to not and opens up another part. But it's an exploration adventure. But it has this storytelling method that with no dialogue, it has that dialogue that's basically, womp, 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 womp. you know, it's like Charlie Brown's uh-huh. teacher talking, right? There's no language, but there's communication and it is, takes time to establish the relationships of you and the other people and something happens at the beginning something goes someone goes missing you're trying to find them and rescue them it starts the game again where you're you just have a limited ability i can jump and kind of swing a little stick but you gain the ability to have you know certain weapons and certain jumps and things and i remember the first one was so good because by the end of it you feel so powerful but you gain those abilities so gradually over time that you're not overwhelmed because you start the game walk and jump that's all it's mario right there's nothing nothing to know but they layer things gradually, you get one little ability and they teach you how to use it and it moves on throughout the thing. And then layer on top of that, the thing that I think grabbed George on top of the gameplay, how gorgeous the mm-hmm. world is. Oh yeah, absolutely. Pretty. So many layers of depth and every little blade of grass. This is a platformer. This is jump and hit. That's all this game is in like technically if you strip it down. But it, the mechanics of how your character jumps and moves and when he jumps, he doesn't just leap. He has spins and does great stuff. I'm probably maybe five or so hours into this Will of the Wisps game. Oh, wow. And for 15 bucks, are you kidding me? Yes. I'm sorry I didn't buy it at 30 bucks way back in March (laughs) because it's really, really good. When it's a sequel, you always wonder, was it going to be as good? It's more of the same, which is perfect. That's what you wanted. Some new abilities, a new map, a new quest, but you get that same experience again with another story. Yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with it. So, How far are you in the game? uh, Maybe percentage wise I would say maybe 15 or 20 percent tops oh, wow holy cow yeah there's plenty more to do and because it's a metroidvania it's not that the world is so overwhelmingly big you can't think about it remember we what was the game that you talked about that was all black and white that you suggested to us that's much like this Oh, uh, Hollow Knight, um, right? Yeah, Mo? Hollow Knight. Yep, which is massive. The board is just huge. It's enormous. Now, I didn't yeah. care for Hollow Knight. No, take that back. I liked it, but I didn't finish it. I didn't stick with it because mm-hmm. it's so kind of dark and morose and mechanical. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I found I find this one to be so much more or like organic and colorful, and I don't know something cinematic about it that really grabs me. It's the same kind of game. So if you liked Hollow Knight, you'll like this too. But I think I like this one so much better. Oh, cool. So, I'm, George, I'm not even gonna say I'm sorry. For making you buy this, you're you're gonna be you're gonna be thanking me. You're gonna really enjoy it, I think, when you get time to get into it. But I know you're not playing either of those yet, George, because you are still working on you're winding your way through these humble bundle games yeah, that yeah. you have not played before. Where yeah. are we now? Give us an update. We are up to the letter V, as in wow. victory. We're almost done with this. List. <laughs> almost there. <laughs> what happens when you reach Z? I just stop playing games altogether. I think at that point, I'll be, I'll be gamed out. <laughs> No, because there's something like I was talking to John about this the other night that I find a few of the games in this list, several of the games that I really, really like, and I want to go back and play them, but I'm kind of on a schedule because every two weeks I have to play a new game. And sometimes it's hard to go back and play the original games because you, you know, you get distracted with doing other things, watching movies, you know, occasionally doing your job, you know, that kind of stuff. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that is irritating. That really cuts into your schedule. But this one under the letter V is called the 
Vanishing of Ethan Carter. This is a well-known mm. game. I know it's been out for like six years at this point. 2014 yep. was when it came out. So it's not a new game by any stretch of the imagination. I'm sure plenty of our listeners have probably at least heard of the game, if not played it. I'll give you the uh, Steam description really quick. It says, The Vanishing of Ethan Carter is a first-person story-driven mystery. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all it says. That, that's the description? <laughs> I mean, that's a good. I mean, that's, that's what it is. That's yeah. true. The rest of the description is all talking about if you purchase it right now on Steam, you get both the original and the new remastered edition, which is called right. The Vanishing of Ethan Carter Redux. And it's because they built it for the Unreal Engine 4 when right. that was out. Currently, because of the Steam sale that John is talking about, it's four ninety nine. Wow. Normally, yep. it's nineteen ninety nine. So it's 75% off. A great deal. Even if you're not sure if you like the game, it's definitely worth it. Now, before you get into your review of it, I just want to say, I think Mo and I have both played it. Yes. Is that true, Mo? But yes, I don't want to spoil your impressions of no. it, so I'm going to hold off on ours. But I'm really, really interested in seeing what you think of this game. So. Okay, hit us. Okay, I was about to do that anyway. I didn't. (laughs) Okay, all right. I don't know why you needed to give that. (laughs) All you have to do is just not talk and you'll be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, George. This is John we're talking about. I know. I'll be quiet. (laughs) No, so my first impression so far, I've played. 15 minutes of the game so far, which is not very much. I know you guys have already played the game, so you understand that's probably nothing in this game. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I've just been around this one little village. I got off the train. But just like the game that you were just talking about, John, this game is visually, it's gorgeous. And this is six years later. This Mm -hmm. game is still, Mm -hmm. to me, a gorgeous video game. I love that it's kind of creepy, but not scary. I like that you have to reveal things by setting off other things like i set off all these traps in the very first little segment and then that revealed Mm -hmm. this whole other dimension that i was able to go into and i'm there trying to figure out what happened to ethan carter he has vanished and he's this young kid that wrote to me and i'm some kind of ethereal super detective guy or something right but it's all first person so i don't see my own body i don't see my own hands or anything it's just exploring the world around kind of like mist was back in the day so far it's mesmerizing is the best word that i can use to describe it. I love the game. I think it's going to be one that I'm going to try and keep going back to. I'll probably have to wait until after I finish the list before I can really start getting into some of these games like (laughs) This War of Mine and Vanishing of Ethan Carter and so Mm -hmm. on and so forth. I can't believe the price that I paid to get this game. So I got Uh it as part of the Humble Unreal Engine Bundle. Okay. And I got it in... 2016 apparently was when I bought that bundle. I wow. paid four dollars and one cent for the whole bundle, not just for that game. Uh-huh. And the bundle had 12 different games in it at the time. <laughs> Gosh! So this game cost me 33 cents. Wow! I I'm Man. just I'm floored by it. My rating that I would give this game so far just in the first 15 minutes would be a four out of five tokens. I really enjoy this game. I think it's going to be one of those that I keep playing all the way through to the end. And that's kind of rare for me. I don't usually finish video games. I just get too easily distracted with other things, but I think I'll finish this one all the way through. That's awesome. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Okay, can I talk again now? Can I you talk can about talk our experience? Now. I know your okay, feelings yay. are hurt, so you can talk again now. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, so I think Mo, you're the one that told me about this one way, way back when. And yeah, when I saw you were gonna you were playing it, George, I looked at my history. I last played it in 2016. That's when mm. I completely played it, played it, finished it, loved it. Yeah, you're right. You don't see your hands. There's basically there's no combat. It's exploration. Nope. It's puzzle solving in a beautiful environment and creepy as hell. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> Yeah. It's like very subtly creepy too. It's not mm-hmm. like in your face exactly. creepy. It's just it's just like you're like oh, this building just is just like, I don't want to go in there. Yeah, (laughs) exactly right. Like you expect it to be a jump scare horror type of scene when you see this old church that's desiccated and dark on the inside and you're like, I'm going to walk in there and there's going to be some horrible creature that's going to jump out at me. No, it's just creepy to walk around in. (laughs) It's stupid to say this, but that almost makes it feel like the real world a little bit. I don't know if either of you have been to like an abandoned town or anything like 
Yeah, that. I've done that once or twice. I didn't get it. Yeah, I get it totally. And you I've walk through one. those places, and you kind of halfway expect the big fur serial killer guy to jump out <laughs> at you at any moment, but nothing happens. It's just creepy when you're walking around mm-hmm, in there. Mm-hmm. That's how this game feels. It's just the weight of the environment on you. Like, mm-hmm. you can feel the history in the air kind of thing. That's how this, this game is. Yeah. Yeah. It's well worth a play. Oh. If anybody doesn't have it, absolutely go get it for four ninety nine. It's well worth it. I would say it's probably worth it at the nineteen ninety nine regular price. And I know the game is six years old at this point. I but, think so. Yeah. But well, especially with the, a the, solid the remaster is beautiful. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And yeah. that's the great thing. You get both the original and the remaster. So, you know, I don't know how you can beat that. I think it's well worth no, it. No, you can't. No, no, for sure. Uh, yeah. We probably have a game to give away. But before we do, can you really quickly, as we're coming here to the end, give us an update on the where we are overall, how much you've spent <laughs> and saved? I oh, love getting this update. Okay, sure. Uh, so far, I have spent uh, individual game prices. I've spent $9.01. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. And I have saved on the regular Steam prices $338.77. Mm. Mm. So with gems like this one in the mix, that's yeah, great. Yeah. Even if I give you the total for how much I paid for the humble bundles as a total, like for all the right. humble bundles, I would have only yep. spent two hundred and seventy-two dollars and thirty-nine cents. So I still would have saved fifty bucks just if I considered it just buying the bundle for one right. game yeah. in particular. Yeah. So. For 22 games of which, you know, we're almost to the end of, tw- of which, I don't know, maybe half of them were good. A third of them or a quarter were awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's sweet. Absolutely. All right. So do you have a game to give away? And if yes, what is it this time? We do have a game to give away. And this time right. the game is Cube Director's Cut, which is a game that we yeah. reviewed when we were on the letter Q, oddly enough. That's right. You covered it here. <laughs> it that's came right. out it was of the Humble Cube. Freedom button for us back then. And so we got got some extra keys for it and we definitely want to give that away i would say that the subject of the email this time should be the vanishing that would be fine the vanishing i think yeah okay Okay. Your own copy of Cube, which is hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com, subject line, The Vanishing. First person to hit the inbox is going to win their very own copy of Cube for the PC on the Steam platform. All right, man. We're almost there. V, W, X, Y, four more. Four more and we're done. And then you you go back and play what you want. You're no longer under the gun. I'm no longer (laughs) obligated. (laughs) In Rambo's world, this is the enemy. With a machine gun, grenade launcher, and a killer sword with a deadly secret. Get the point. Rambo! Think you're hot, Warhawk? Rambo, leading the force of freedom with a hot new battle action flamethrower. You need a light, Warhawk! Rambo and Warhawk, each sold separately with their battle action accessories from Coleco. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. Before we wind up the show, we'd like to take a second here toward the end to talk about what we're looking forward to between now and the next time we get together. I'm looking forward to something that is coming out the day after this podcast releases, January 1st. It was actually scheduled for a full week later, but Netflix says, you know what? 2020 has been tough, so we're going to let you have season three of Cobra Kai oh, on January yeah, cool. 1st. Hold, on. Hold the hell on. Wait, wait. Nope, what? Nope, no, no, wait. Yes, what it's mean? January 1st. That's my damn wait, no, it is coming TV out then, show. Right? I know it is, but I'm the one looking forward to it. To hell with John. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I see. Uh-uh. You would like to latch on to my I'm love of looking forward. I'm not latching on to your anything. Just because you get to run the show doesn't mean you make the rules. Let me tell you, son, I'm well, I, the one I think who that's found exactly out about this means. series long before either of the two of you did. I talked with Billy Zabka at a convention, and he's the one who clued me into this series six months before they ever even announced it in any kind of promos or anything. So this is my series. Anytime this one comes up, it's mine. George has some real Cobra Kai street credit, sounds yes, like. Yes, okay. I do. All right. You know what? I'll share it with you. How's that? You, you don't get to own it, but I'll share it with you. Uh, yeah. 
But we left season two in a cliffhanger of an ending. Mm, Somebody's yes. in the hospital. Shit's going down. And there was a pager on the beach that made me really, really happy. Mm. Yes. Every time this series, it walks right up to the edge of not doing it right. And then they stop short of making it cheesy. And it's awesome nostalgia. Like they, mm-hmm. they dialed in exactly. How much can I do? And it's not pandering and it's still good. And they, right. they found that middle ground that's so fun to watch. You know what? One of the best things in season two that illustrates that point was the bike ride to death. When they took the characters who were part of the Cobra Kai group, beside, you mm-hmm. know, with Johnny, and they went on that last bike ride because the one guy had cancer. Oh, the motorcycle oh, right. ride. The oh, motorcycle yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yes. But it was Got the original it, right. actors from the original movies. Yeah. That, to me, was exactly what you're talking about. It's nostalgic. It's sappy. But they did it in such a beautiful way that it was like, God damn, that's good. Every part like, of the I can't even be mad about this. It's too no. fun. Right. It yeah. was yes. a perfect way to bring yep. those human beings, those actors into the series and to give them the credit that they so rightly deserve. Because really, mm-hmm. all those sub characters are what made that first film so great. It was part of the tapestry that made you mm-hmm. believe the Cobra Kai environment. Yeah, yep, of absolutely. And I think that's what's going to happen with this season, because we know that there are several characters from Karate Kid 2 making their appearances in the series. Mm-hmm this time around and I can't wait to see some of those people rejoin this storyline I'm ready to binge again yeah again yeah it's moving it's not on Hulu anymore right it was never on Hulu it was, it was like on, on YouTube, YouTube Prime. YouTube, YouTube Prime. I'm sorry, YouTube yeah, Prime. Yeah, yeah, but but not anymore. No, because no, Netflix, Netflix and their infinite pocketbook decided to try and create it as their own thing, and now it's a Netflix original. Fuck you, Netflix. This is not a Netflix original. <laughs> no, it's a YouTube original. If you steal, if you well, buy season it, three yeah. is an original, I guess. But you uh, know what? What was amusing to me is like I have that same George feeling he just had with me claiming Cobra Kai. All the people that found it on Netflix two years after it started and go, "Have you seen Cobra Kai?" Right. Like, dude. I I watched it on YouTube last year. Yeah. You're a me tour. That's all you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Johnny come that's a, lately. That's a different phrase. Can we re-edit that? Because oh, I don't yeah, think let's, how about Johnny come lately? I like that it's a different type of me tour. <laughs> yes. You're jumping on the bandwagon after the fact, but yeah, ready, ready for it. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Okay, we'll share that one, George and I. Mo, what are you looking forward to? <laughs> well, originally I was gonna put Corporate Kai, but then I saw the <laughs> <laughs> Do you wanna share it too? Come on, there's room on the bus. Hop no, on. no, no, no. I, I think I mean, there's room enough for everybody. I know. You know, it's all inclusive, Corporate Kai. But uh, I actually saw a different show, which is called The Watch. Uh, it's on BBC America. It comes ah, out January 3rd. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys heard of this. It's based mm-hmm. on Terry Pratchett's Discworld series. Terry Pratchett, he was one of the co-writers of Good Omens. Yep. That, I okay, know a lot of people yeah. saw you saw that one. I remember we talked about that. Yeah. And he has a whole series of fantasy books that have been going back to the 80s called Discworld. And it's this whole fantasy. It's a very funny, very satirical, very British <laughs> kind of humor kind of thing. Mm, okay. And so yeah. this is basically a police procedural television show set in a fantasy world. Yeah. Hmm. It's not Ben Stiller and crazy things going on at the Costco. No. Yeah. It's no, a not whole that different watch. Different watch. watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. This is different to watch. I keep wondering how they're going to try to take the Discworld is just a weird series of books in a weird place that I was like, I'm a little curious to see how they pull it off because it's not like a typical fantasy like with dragons and all that kind of stuff. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. I can't even describe it better. It's weird. I mean, the whole world's on the back of a turtle. So have you seen any trailers or anything? Does it look good? I, I haven't seen uh... anything except that, you know, one, I'm a big fan of Terry Pratchett. Okay. BBC Studios generally does a pretty good job with their stuff when they come out with these adaptations. And just the idea and the concept behind it to me is just intriguing. So I'm definitely going to watch it regardless. <laughs> it's, it's so, so you're looking forward just on the strength of the source material you're ready exactly for that's that's okay. what i'm looking forward to so i haven't actually i haven't even looked for a trailer maybe i don't want to be disappointed so I'm not maybe bothering. not yeah and when does this come out it comes out january 3rd on bbc america oh just a couple days then okay yeah nice i'm i'm it's right up there right after cobra kai because i figured i should be done with cobra kai by then <laughs> oh yeah in two days all. you'll be done you'll be, yeah, I'll be done yep <laughs> i'll be ready for a new series so that's the timing is perfect how many bacon packages do you look at before you find one you like Well, Oscar Mayer knows just what you're looking for. Bacon that cooks up like this, with nice, even slices, and the best balance of fat to lean. At Oscar Mayer, that's the way we select our bacon, too. Before you ever see it, you get consistently high-quality bacon every time. Because we do what you do before you do it. Oscar Mayer, America's best-selling bacon. 
If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know, so if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us, they'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show, so hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. Before we leave, you know we like to take just one second here at the close to express our gratitude for the people that have seen in their infinite wisdom to support what we do here on the podcast over on YouTube and on the website. And these are people not just recently, throughout this horrible year of 2020. Many of these people have been with us for many, many, many months. We're so grateful. I want to thank each and every one of you individually. Thank you so much. Mark, Greg Z, Travis, Lee, Stu Monkey, Butter Spider, Greg L, Agile, Matt, Marcus, Slomo, Jason, Stubaka, Dana, Chet, Mike C, Adam, Ben, Levi, Thomas, Shelby, T2, David, Chad, Davis, Dan, Arlen, Blasphemer, Stashit, <laughs> Tony, Steve, and Sean, and John with an H who increased his pledge by a dollar arbitrarily wow, for no you. particular reason. Thank you so much. What a great Christmas present. Thank you, John, for your support. If you are interested in joining this roster of folks supporting us financially over on Patreon and would like to know how to get it done, George is going to lay it out for you. Take it away, George. Absolutely. All you have to do is go to one of two different places. You go to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon, or you go to patreon.com slash genxgrownup. We've got two ways for you to get there. When you get there, all you do is you create one of those awesome free accounts. Then you go over to the non-free side where you want to donate money to us each and every month. One dollar, we love you, you love us. Two dollars, we love each other doubly as much. Three dollars gets you into all the behind-the-scenes videos and all the stuff where John gets us in trouble with the IRS. Five dollars gets you into the swag that Gen X Grown Up is happy to send you out. And then there's levels all the way up to $25 that was requested by some of our Patreons who wanted us to have an avenue for them to influence the Mm -hmm. show's creations and talk with us directly one-on-one, help us pick topics and things like that, which is really awesome. We love it. So all you have to do is head over to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon and be a member of the growing Gen X Grown Up community. Well said. Yeah, we'd love to have you. So thanks so much for that. That is going to wrap up this episode. We're going to be back in two weeks for the regular show. Next week is our looking back on looking forward year 2020 Uh, review. <laughs> I don't know if I love this more because I like it or how much you guys do not look forward to it. I'm just saying 2020 was bullshit for a lot of things, but this year even more so. John didn't even put out the card in Trello for us so that we could start. He didn't even put the card out until like a week ago. So we had no idea what stuff we had forgotten until last minute. So we had no time. <laughs> to clean stuff off our list. This is bullshit. Well, actually, just uh, I did look last night and I was up late catching up on a couple things. You were catching up, on, <laughs> catching up on things. So you had something to talk about. Yeah, I was like, oh shoot, I never watched that. And I went and watched it. So if you haven't tuned in before, effectively, it's our year in review. But rather than looking back on things we already talked about, we catch up on the things that we were looking forward to and never circled back on. So you won't want to miss that one. It's our year in review. It's coming next week. Until then, I am John. Mo, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Always fun. Man. <laughs> George, you know I appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Fourth listener, it's you. We all appreciate most of all, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? Gen X Grown-Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. No shows till sunrise. Unacceptable for grown-ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Big fur. Big fur. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Plenty of outs in there. Okay. What the fuck? I know. That's what I was thinking. I'm going to watch it again. It was really good. You're sick. What the hell, man? (laughs) I know. Just when you think you know a guy, you know? Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.